we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. His name Nas X, the rhinestone cowboy. <laughs> Gotta watch. He, got, he, he just want attention. And please don't watch his video. I, somebody sent it to me and I accidentally saw it. And I wanted to jab two forks in my eyes. I've never seen such. And me and my mom was up here and I showed it to her. I showed a little clip of it and she just kind of looked and she was like, you know, it's like my mind just kind of won't receive what I'm watching. Like he done crossed over past bad until my eyes just can't really decode this. Just nasty. Lap gave a lap dance to Satan in a video. He was going for, and then came out with some shoes, or coming out, or trying to come out with some shoes. We don't even know if it's going to work. He had a collaboration, and y'all, please, nobody in it, well, y'all smarter than the average person, but don't be sending me nothing about Nike. I know I wear it. <laughs> I woke up with just, <laughs> but I say that to say the little boy, he didn't even tell Nike. It's, a, it's what they call a collaboration, where they take a shoe and redesign it like a secondary company or something like that. And they redesign it. So that's the one they, they actually put human blood in the heel. Supposedly. Who's checking? I didn't get my blood. I need a refund. I mean, that, that's so stupid. You stupid. Who wants to wear the devil's shoe? Won't that shoe just lead you to hell? Like, no matter which way you try to turn, it just... I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have put these on. <laughs> I Stupid. Uh, so what I said on Instagram this morning, I was like, y'all all pointing the finger at this little boy because he done went crazy, went nasty, all of that. But you playing Beyonce in your car. Listening to The Weeknd. Oh, I need some love music when me and my wife, so we want The Weeknd. He got demonic messages in his music. Oh, yeah, well, you know, uh, they're not, it's not as bad. Look at somebody say, the devil is the devil. But yeah, check your, look at somebody say, check your record collection. Mm-hmm. What did you listen to last night? Amen. Well, you know, Parliament Funkadelic, that's before the Satanism got into music. 30 people on stage, all of them, one of them in a pamper. A diaper. Star child in a diaper. And that was in the 70s. Don't let me preach the truth behind hip-hop. I will preach it because, I mean, don't know. Nobody's exempt. All this music, these folk took satanic pledges to make this music that you won't let go of. And because you won't let go of it, your life is at a standstill. I'm going to tell you right now, your life is at a standstill. You can't move forward because you won't give the devil up. you don't clap that's your life 
that's your life, you can keep entertaining company all you want, trying to play the latest stuff so you can fit in and folks won't say nothing. That's your house. That's your car. You can tune into the the, the, the station. I don't even know the name of the stations anymore because I don't listen to no second. I, I just don't listen to it because I know what's wrong with it. Oh, well, but Celine Dion, see, it's different. She, she sings this more of a, yeah, she has a clo- satanic clothing line for children. Celine Dion. A satanic clothing line. Yeah, that's your singer, yes. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I wonder why you got so many problems in your home. Because the devil can't do... What, what did I talk about last week? Absolute power? The only power he has is the ability God gave him. What ability did God give him? Music. Destroying your life. You listen to secular music, you don't have a prayer life. I promise you don't. You don't read the word like you should. I promise you don't. You don't have to clap. I already know. Don't you? No. When you're praying, you're just talking about yourself. Devil sitting back with his arm folded, like, when you going to give the devil up? Well, it's just karaoke. <laughs> Okay, karaoke, you singing the songs that they made rituals to when they recorded them? You don't think that's going to have a spiritual bearing on you? Can I preach in here? Look, y'all knew, y'all know every, every now and then I got to kick the cabinet and shake the dishes. Every now and then, once, it, once folks start getting carnal, because you know, you'll start, you know, Apple Music will start calling you like crack to pookie. <laughs> there, you're going through and you'll hit something. Mm, wait, wait a minute. The bird. They say hallelujah in it. You start justifying it. They say hallelujah. Rock! Hallelujah! Oh, yeah. It's, it's got the word in it. Start trying to justify it. Next song is Jungle Love. <laughs> hallelujah ain't in that. Jungle Love? And that's why your relationship is Jungle Love. Yep. Two wild monkeys. Can't get along. You're not going to find a crease. You're not going to find a crease. That's what the devil does. That's what he's able to do. And that's what he's going to do until Jesus comes. And if you try to defy it, you're going to ruin your life trying to defy it. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. I've been preaching it 30 years. And it's not going to work. I was preaching the truth behind hip-hop before I was known for it. It's not going to work. That's what the devil does. Look at somebody say, leave the devil alone. You better leave him alone. Boy. And dance. And you know, once you dance with it, you've performed the same ritual. Once you use your body. You, you, it's a ceremony at that point. Which video was that? Oh, I got a bunch of them. That was eight. Yeah. Look at somebody and say, put it up. 
Amen. The Lord came for it this morning, Elder. Go on and delete it. Delete that playlist. AdamandBeliever.com forward slash final hour power five dot PDF. Look at somebody say confidence. 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 Amen. You got to have confidence to be saved. Confidence. Nothing wrong with confidence. Now, I'm not talking about self-confidence. I'm not talking about you thinking you are able to do something. I'm talking about confidence. God-given confidence. One of the greatest tragedies in our world, especially in the United States, when young men are born in a home without their father, this is what they lack a lot, most of the time. Confidence. When you don't see your self-image doing it, you lack the confidence to try it. Faith is all about taking chances. If you're not ready to fail, you're not ready to test faith. You've got to be ready to fail. But if you don't see your image doing it, then you're afraid of failure and you won't have the confidence to try. I do some things just because I saw my dad doing it. It gave me the confidence to try it. I stand before you preaching right now because my dad stood and preached. And he gave me confidence watching him. He didn't have to teach me how to do it. I just watched him and I had confidence. You see what I'm saying? So confidence comes from you watching that. And that's if you grew up without your father, you need to get around some confident brothers. That's when the fellowship comes into play. Amen. You're a single mother. You need to have your son at a church where there are a bunch of men not walking around looking like women. That's why we like ABC. That's confidence. These men are confident that they don't have to buy into the NWO and look like a bunch of sissies on Sunday. Slinging hair and earrings everywhere. Sagging and showing draws. We don't have to do that. We have confidence. Our image reflects our confidence. We can go get a job and not get stereotyped and labeled as weak because we don't buy into the weak image. And we don't want our sons seeing it. We want them to see strength so that they'll have confidence when they go out to get what they need to get. That's why we look this way in here. Look at somebody say confidence. Confidence. The definition of confidence. Webster's. The feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something firm trust. Y'all know who we rely on, right? So the feeling or belief or faith that we can rely on something or someone. It's the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. That's confidence. I'm certain. You put a gun to my head and tell me that is, is Jesus real? I will say it no matter what because I have confidence. I've seen him do things and I know he lives in me. 
was telling the elder in the back, uh, the, the elders, when we were talking, a couple of them were back there, and I was telling them, you know, I have confidence that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't approach pastor in ABC with like I'm like I'm afraid like I, I I'm not sure I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing don't mean I like doing it all the time but I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing I'm 100% confident that's why when they threatened everybody with COVID and said you have to do this it didn't bother me because I know my orders so we kept having church I'm not afraid of COVID because I have confidence in what I'm called to do. Oh, the hand claps. You know, a lot of folks are afraid of COVID because they, they don't want COVID to judge the fact that they might not be doing what they're supposed to be doing. Oh, I just preached. COVID is the scale to some folks. It's the balancer. Should I really be doing this? If I shouldn't be doing it, I might die. So let's just close it down. But if you have confidence, you don't fear death. I don't fear death doing what I'm supposed to be doing because I'm not punching the world's clock. I'm on God's time. So if God is ready for me to see him, I'm going to be with him. So I might as well be doing what I'm supposed to be doing in the process. God holds my life. I'm confident don't doubt this I know why you're here if you're here for the right reason I know why you came you came because of the confidence in me to do what God said is is that why you're here yeah now if you doubt it and you're not sure then you don't need to be here that don't have nothing to do with my orders Can I keep preaching in here? This is supposed to be short. <laughs> Amen. Boy, you better let folks say what they're going to say. You just better be confident in what you're supposed to be doing. Amen. You better be confident. You leading a family. You got a wife. You got children following you. Where your decision can make or break them. And you're functioning with no confidence? To operate with God's power, we must be what? Confidence in who he is and what he has promised us. I know we keep talking about David and what he did, but man, y'all don't understand David's confidence level. His confidence level had the king scratching his head. Wait a minute, man. You're you're nothing but a lad. You can't even wear my armor. You can't fit it. You're too little. They're like, I don't need no armor. I'm confident. I'm confident. I didn't have your armor when I killed that bear. I didn't have the armor when I killed that lion. I didn't have your permission. I didn't have your opinion. I didn't have nothing. I did what I had to do because I was confident. So bring the giant on. Let's go.
Ooh, I feel the anointing of the Lord in here. John 14 and 11. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the very work's sake. Believe. Look at somebody say, you got to believe. You're not going to use the power of the Holy Ghost and not believe. The devil knows when you fear him. He knows when you're afraid. He knows when you're not supposed to be doing what you're doing. I know he knows that because he knows those that are supposed to be doing it. I've never had a devil tell me I wasn't supposed to be doing this. As a matter of fact, it's quite the opposite. Demons have called me son of God. They know. You better know. Amen. If you don't have confidence, you better get it. We're in the end times. What you going to be like with a sniffly, shaky gun? That's somebody ain't never been to the range. You ain't never even practiced. You You don't have no confidence in your own shot. Closing your eyes. Nah, ain't no shaky gun in the kingdom. You better be direct. You better know how to aim. You better know how to end it. You better know how to end the naysay. You better know how to end the doubt, end the fear, end the opinions. You better know how to speak to the mountain and tell the mountain to be moved. You better know how to operate in faith. What we have declared in the past by his spirit does not need to change. We must hold to his orders. That's what the devil is doing now. Changing folks' minds. The very God you believed in that brought you this far. Now you believe he has respect of persons and he's favoring Negroes over white folks. All these years. Now God has changed. All of a sudden, everything you knew to be true is in question. What you said, God said, is in question. Hebrews 10 and 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without what? Without what? Without wavering. For he is faithful. Is he faithful? Look at somebody say, he's faithful to me. So I'm going to be faithful to him. He's faithful. The Holy Ghost power of God brings things to remembrance. Remember the old folks used to say that. You get filled with the Holy Ghost. He's going to bring things to remembrance. Now you're not going to remember nothing you didn't put in yourself. That's not remembering. That's learning. That's learning. (laughs) To remember, that means you have put it in there. And it comes back up when the Holy Ghost, when it's time for it. 
that means you got to get the Bible and read it. So in that moment of temptation, the Holy Ghost can kick it back up and make you remember what was said when it was said. You standing in front of the Hebrew Israelite, the black Hebrew Israelite. And he go to telling you, oh, you know the white man and this and that and this. Holy Ghost start bringing some stuff up. God has no respect of persons. Matter of fact, respect of persons is a sin. Matter of fact, that same Edomite Esau that you don't like was born from the same woman that Jacob was born from. Ain't no two races coming out of the same woman. Brother, the Lord will start bringing stuff to your remembrance. Making his beard shrink and making that filth get tight. Finish him. So the Holy Ghost power of God brings things to remembrance. So we won't forget what he promised and the rest. So we won't forget what? What we agreed to. The Holy Ghost will remind you what you agreed to. You said if I blessed you with a husband or a wife, you would dedicate that marriage unto the Lord. You said if God gave you a child, you would dedicate that child just like Hannah's promise dedicate that child to them you said if God would bless you with a good job you told God what you would do with your finances you told him how much time you'd spend with him you said that John 14 and 26 but the comforter which is the Holy Ghost whom the father will send in my name he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have what whatsoever the word said he's going to bring that to your remembrance so if you don't put word in you you're not going to remember much you can't be in the hour of temptation and the only thing that come to you is Jesus wept I need enough words to get you through. You don't even know what he wept for. Don't even know the context of it. You just know granny said it. Demon growling at you. Oh, Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Demon like, I know. I'll put some... Put some word in there. Amen. So he can have something to bring back to remembrance. The devil comes to shatter our confidence and cause us to doubt in order to inhibit God's power from operating through us. He don't want you declaring God's power. He don't want you operating with it because he knows that it will defeat him. why he keeps Rihanna in your playing list. Your playlist. You know I'm old. Playing list. That was real old. Playlist. Rihanna. Yeah. 
I don't even know these new artists. Uh, the somebody, the rappers, cussing rappers. That's all of them. Everybody cussing. All your music cussing you out. Well, I'm exercising. You exercising and getting cussed. Well, they bleeping the cuss words. Well, the cuss word. What? Are they bleeping the spirit behind the music? Is that getting bleeped out? That pentagram they sat in the middle of and lit those candles in the mastering house? They bleeping that out too? And you wonder why the power of God won't operate through you? And it's destroying you? Amen. But the devil comes to shatter our confidence and cause us to doubt in order to inhibit God's power from operating, operating through us. So the devil keeps putting things in your way, in your life, to stop you from having a powerful declaration. So when he messes with your mind, with your family, with your children, with your finance, whatever, your, your, your declaration is soft. You can't yell it because you don't have confidence. You don't have confidence because there's something in your life that shouldn't be. Can I preach in here? She's like aching, trying to hide the spores under his tent. And the Bible tells us that he weakened the whole army of God trying to keep something that didn't belong. You're weakening your whole house. James 1 and 8. A double-minded man is what? And that's how God sees it. Like you're double-minded. You pray it. But you're double-minded. You're trying to keep the spoils of the enemy. God told you years ago to get rid of them dice. But every Friday. And you ain't playing Yahtzee. What we hitting for every Friday? God told you to give it up. I say dice, but y'all know liquor. You know you drink up. Amen. And now you you know moderately drinking wine. And now you know when this it's not moderate. You can't even finish it. I moderately. Be, I be moderate. It's, it's moderate. And you can't moderately drink hard liquor. Hard liquor is a sin. You know that bottle is thick. The bottle is thick because hard liquor will eat right through it. That's how you know how heavy is the bottle when nothing's in it. That's how you know when it's a sin. If the bottle still feel like something is in it and nothing's in it, it's a sin. I know I'm preaching it here, Jack. <laughs> That's your test right there. Bottle thick. Look through it and people just right here. That's, that's a sin. <laughs> I have to make the bottle thick because it's like acid in there. Sulfuric acid bottle. And that's what it do to your gut. God wants you in your right mind. You know you crazy without the liquor. God says stop drinking it. And you, most of you in here can't even moderately drink. I say it, I don't care. 
I don't touch the stuff. You know why? Because I know y'all will be looking for me. Where is the word? Where is the preacher? Once I get, oh, if I put anything in me, elder, to take my mind off of this, oh, I'm there. I, I ain't coming back. Ain't no coming back. I don't take drugs. I don't take, I don't take none of that stuff. I don't take prescription. I don't take nothing. Because once I take it and it makes me feel better about this situation, and I don't, oh, I don't have to really worry and, and deal with all these folks and emotions and opinions and all that, just this little drink will take me away. Oh, little drink going to turn into a lot of little drinks. Oh, y'all going to be looking for me. I, y'all won't find me. Y'all have to scoop me up with a giant spatula like some eggs. I'll be just out. What? I can't do it. I just have to deal with it. Amen. I just have to deal with it. I'm not going the farmer coast route. I'm just going to deal with it. Man, I'm not. I'm, amen. Some of y'all need to give the liquor up. The wine up. But it's cooking sherry. You don't, you don't have to cook with that. in my stroganoff recipe (laughs) you don't need that in that James 1 and 8 a double minded man is what? unstable in how many of his ways? all his ways so if you double minded talking double wanting God to do something wanting to bless you whatever and you got his spars and you got his stuff and won't give it up God's not listening to you And you're going to keep hitting the same wall for the rest of your life. Can I tell y'all that? Amen. See, see, y'all got it easy. God is telling you to give somebody else's music up that don't have nothing to do with you. God asked me to give my own music up. Julie told, told me to give my own music up, my own studio, my own equipment, stuff I was making money with. And I was very good at it. Told me to give it up. Tested me with that. And I went 10 years without playing. Because he wanted that part of my life out of me. So I could do the truth behind it about what he had just introduced me to. And I had to trust him with that. You don't think that hurt? You don't think that was hard? You can't give up somebody else's album? A man that doesn't believe his own plan is a man that wavers and cannot receive from God. See, if if you aren't willing to give up what he tells you to give up, then you don't believe in your own plan. See, the faith in the plan takes the action for you to do whatever it takes to execute the plan. If you won't do what it takes to execute the plan, you don't believe in the plan. You don't believe in your own plan. And then wonder why your family won't buy in. Can I keep preaching it in? You got to believe in your own plan. 
James 1 and 7. For let not that man that wavers think he shall receive how much stuff? Anything of the Lord. Anything. You're not getting anything. If you don't believe in your own plan that God gave you. But God's plan is going to always require you giving up what he says give up. Anybody in there have to give up something for God's plan? Stuff that you wanted to do, your dreams and aspirations, what you just knew. Oh, I just know God going to use me in Hollywood. I know he going to give me a movie role. So I can minister after I finish acting. I may have to do a couple of love scenes, but that's okay. God is love. May have to be book naked, but God created the human body to be beautiful. He said it's good. That's a dumb plan. A dumb plan. A dumb plan. James 1 and 7, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of God. We cannot doubt who God is and what he promised he will do. We must remain aligned with him and those that prioritize his voice. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, if you don't have, if people in your life don't prioritize God's voice, then they shouldn't be in your life. (laughs) Now, you got to have people in your life that will testify of the plan. Back your plan up. The people in your life are going against your plan. Why would you just have to? What you trying to do? (laughs) What are you trying to do? With naysayers in your. You like being spiritually schizophrenic? God is the true and living God. You don't want to listen to music that testifies of that. You'd rather listen to music that worships pagans and idols and sex and cussing. Those people don't prioritize God's voice. So how is that helping you? But then you want to come up during altar call. Snot everywhere. God, things have got so bad. Things been bad. Look at the company you keeping. I can't help you if you if the devil is your friend. You walk around always got a crack in the door for the devil to stick his crusty toenail in there. You know it's crusty. It just is. <laughs> Hebrews 11 and 6. But without faith, it is what? It quit talking it. Faith is not talk. The Bible says faith without works is dead. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is what? A rewarder of who? Amen. I know I'm enjoying this. Amen. Yeah, you ought to be thinking about the songs you're deleting right now. 
You should have pulled your phone out and done it already. I can't do this no more. This is in my way. I'm tired of being a jive sucker and being in a jive sucker, jive turkey position and can't progress. And I'm getting older, but not getting any wiser. That's spiritual retardation. One great enemy of confidence is overthinking. Whoa! Oh yeah, you want to wipe away your confidence? Lay in that bed and you can't go to sleep and you just keep running it through the think mill over and over and over. The little confidence you almost had is gone. By the time that thought conversation is over. You done thunk it and overthunk it and thunk it too much to where it ain't even thinking no more. It started out as thinking, ended up as worry. I know I'm preaching, and I know I'm preaching to about 98% of the folks in here. You know why? Because y'all eat this food that causes that. Don't let me have to go back in the pharmacos. The high fructose corn syrup and the MSG that y'all love. Yeah, when you lay in the bed at night, that, that chemical goes to work. Making you overthink and pick every aspect of your life apart. Oh, the devil ain't the devil. It's barbecue chips. Nacho flavor. How you got a chili and cheese chip and you don't have no chili or cheese? How you make that chip taste like that? That's a mutant. Mutant chip. That ain't right. Yeah, mess your mind up. You wondering. My thoughts are just, they just racing and racing in my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. How much sugar did you eat that day? Sugar in your toothpaste. You're brushing your teeth with sugar. Buying the kids toothpaste. You too old for that. I like the bubble yum toothpaste and all them colors mouth just green <laughs> and red <laughs> you in there brushing and chewing why you got the kid toothpaste got a rattle on the end of the bottle you know that's for <laughs> yeah sugar do that eating too much sugar laying up at night just yeah as soon as you got in the bed everything was good oh thank you lord for this wonderful day thank you lord oh yeah god it was a great day i love you lord you're gonna do great things. five minutes later man. see everybody know Oh, y'all know I'm telling. Oh, I am. Oh, I'm so in the house. It's ridiculous. I know I'm in the house. The nine secret spices. That's when they hit from KFC. Not when you first eat it. The original recipe. I'm talking about the original. Yeah, the one that where you would rather have the skin than the chicken. Yes, yes. You don't buy that chicken. It, chicken, it ain't enough chicken. It's too little. It's, the piece is too little. 
Ain't that right, Andre? A little bitty? That ain't no wing. It's a little hummingbird wing. Got a little bit. Nah, you want the secret spices. The one they hide the recipe to like. <laughs> they hide that recipe. They don't even want you to know what it is because it's all toxic. They don't want you to know, but you want the skin. Eat the skin first and you don't even want the rest. I'll tell you what the nine secret spices are. MSG. Nine different ways. And then one day, in the, I mean, in the middle of the night, that's when it kick in. Right when you lay down. Look at the clock. One o'clock. Okay, here we go. See, look at everybody. Look at everybody. I know I got all you. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Right here. Right here. Mm, here we go. Look at the clock. Three o'clock. Okay. okay. Maybe if I get up and go do something, come back. Mm-hmm. It's these chemicals, man. I told y'all in Pharmacos about these chemicals, and it's just, oh, it's just, you think it's a coincidence that they have a shot now where they're going to alter all of your thinking? But folks are so used to being drugged, it's no big deal. You're drugged every time you go eat. You're not asking what's in the food. So how you expect these folks to ask what's in the vaccine? Can I keep preaching in here? Person that overthinks focuses heavily on their part and less on God's plan. That's what happens. When you first start thinking it's God's plan, yes, Lord, I'll do whatever you say. But then the more you think, you start thinking about your part. Lord, I, I can't, you know, I don't have the money. I just, Lord, I just, oh, oh, things are just bad. Oh, Lord, I, oh, I grew up on the rough side of the mountain. I didn't have my daddy. I didn't have this. I, oh, Lord, I lack this. I don't have this. And by the time you finish, it's all about your part and not God's. When it was going to take God to do it anyway, he was just going to use you. Zechariah 4 and 6, then he answered and spake unto me, saying, this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, not by what? Might. Not by what? Power. But by my what? Spirit, said the Lord. It's going to be God's spirit anyway. So are you sitting up thinking about your ability? And it's by his spirit. When we overthink things, we are really hiding our fear and doubt with our thoughts. That's all overthinking is. You're scared. You're scared. It's fearful. You are fearful when you overthink it. That's what it is. You rebuke fear, you'll stop thinking so hard. You won't have to think because it's going to rest in the hands of Jesus anyway. It's going to be by his spirit anyway. What am I thinking about? Why am I thinking about my ability? Why am I thinking about what I'm able to do? Why am I thinking about my past failures? Why am I thinking about every time I missed it? Why, why am I thinking about the fact that I might, that this might be too hard for me to do? You're scared. All that's fear. Everything I just said, that's fear. We are harboring unbelief by predicting outcomes. 
When you keep predicting outcomes, you don't believe anymore. That's what overthinking does. You're just predicting outcomes. Man, if I do this, then this is going to happen. And this might happen. And then because of this, this is going to... You're predicting outcomes. You don't believe anymore. I know I'm preaching. I know I'm in the house. That's why you're looking like that. Philippians 4 and 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are what? True. Honest. Whatsoever things are just. These are the things you're supposed to be thinking about. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of a good report. That's not what overthinking does. You're not sitting up thinking about this. You don't overthink these things. When you're having racing thoughts, your thoughts aren't racing with things that are true and pure and honest and just. I I know I'm preaching. Yeah, you're defying the scripture. Overthinking, you ain't thinking of lovely things. Nobody overthinking on lovely things. Can't sleep because, oh, I'm just the, the beauty. I can't sleep because the... Just nature and just, just keeping me up. The birds singing, just keeping me up. I mean, the beauty of the sunset. I just can't, oh. <laughs> that ain't what's keeping you up. Got your mind racing, honestly. Oh, just, oh. No. Uh, whatsoever things are a good report. It's a bad report keeping you up. Amen. Even if it started out good, it turned bad because you over, start overthinking. Focusing on your power and your ability. That's what overthinking does. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, do what? think on these things according to the word when we are overthinking we are under believing when you're overthinking look at somebody say when you're overthinking you're under believing yeah. which lowers our what confidence so the more you overthink the less confident you are just think if David has sat there and thought about five smooth stones hitting a giant head. The little stones and a slingshot against a giant head. If he had sat there and thought, he would have never done it. Because it didn't make sense. Forget the giant, the bear, and the lion. You can't sit and think of that. See that bad? You don't have time. To, okay, see. Now, if I no, he had to have confidence. What if Moses had thought about the Red Sea? What if he had thought about it? What if he had sat there and God said, "Take your staff, Moses, and part the sea." That sea, like all that water with with this little stick. Can't think. He would have underbelieved if he had thought. And see, Moses didn't even know the power of what he was doing. He wasn't just opening up that sea, he was opening up that sea for other people in the Bible. Because they were faced with the same sea and had to open, they were faced with the same scenario and had to open the sea themselves. Elijah, Elisha, they had to open and part the waters. Even Joshua had to do it. His successor is looking at him. 
He's the teacher. His successor is looking. And when he saw Moses do it, that gave him what? Confidence. So Moses, oh, oh, well then it's on. If I ever get there, it's on. That's why when he went to, 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 to search out the camp, and they were looking at the people, and the other guys went and said, man, these folks are giants out here. They nephilim, them. They giants. We, 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 we just little grasshoppers. And Joshua looking, ah, I think we can do it. He had confidence. Proverbs 23 and 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so what is he? Get the lack of confidence out of your heart. Amen. Amen. You don't have to clap. You better get it out your heart. Because if you don't have confidence, you're going to stay where you are forever. Might digress and be taken down a peg or two without confidence. I can't tell you how many emails I get, Jeff. They uh, just... How, how do you keep going? All the opposition, all the folks trying to stop. All the, how you keep going? Confidence. I have confidence. I'm confident that I'm supposed to be doing this. Amen. I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm going to be right here doing it because I have confidence. Not in myself. Are you kidding me? My confidence is in the one who called me. He said that if he begins a good work, he's going to finish it. So I'm waiting on him to finish it. Yeah, you want confidence? You better hang around confident folks. That's why a lot of you men are here. Am I telling the truth? Yeah, hey, 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 I need to be where the confidence is. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Overthinking will always take us down the path that leads, you already know, where? To our past. Isn't it funny how every time you start overthinking, your mind goes to what you did wrong and how that might be the reason why you are where you are. Did I just preach? Oh, it ends up there every single time. All that overthinking, your past going to come up. The accuser of the brethren is waiting for you to overthink and go back over your circumstances. Yeah, you don't think he was doing that to Moses? I know he was doing that to Moses. That's why Moses was soft on the people sometimes because I know the devil was saying, well, look, you you, you can't really do this because you know you didn't have a mom and a daddy. Like you was giving up. Messing with Moses' abandonment issues. But Moses had to be confident. Yeah, you know, you're right about that, but I saw a bush burn and it didn't burn up and not only was it burning it was talking talking and burning i saw a fire in that bush that got in me and that fire is going to burn in me and not going to stop burning because in the bush it didn't stop burning so it don't matter where i came from it don't matter what my daddy did it don't matter what my mama did it doesn't matter if the fire is in me, the fire's gonna keep burning. It's gonna keep me confident. We'll begin to question 
our new birth and worthiness to even achieve God's goals for us. That's what overthinking is going to do. Now you're questioning whether or not you even write. Am I believing the right thing? Am I one of the chosen people because I'm black? Yeah, you start doubting what you believe. Then you start researching, which ain't nothing but Google searching. You ain't researching with Google. (laughs) Philippians 3 and 13. Paul says, brother, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are what? Behind me and doing what? So Paul had to say, you know, I got a pretty bad past. And so I got to forget the things that are behind me. If I keep thinking about the things that are behind me, I will never go forward. Do you know you will crash every car somebody gives you if you keep looking in the rearview mirror and don't? Keep looking in the rearview mirror and watch what happens. You can't go forward because you don't know what lies ahead. We must fill our minds with the word and the will of God, believing by faith that what? It can and what? So you got to believe it can and what? It will happen. Yeah, but I've seen so many people praying and it didn't happen. Why are you worried about what other folks are doing? You don't know that story. You don't even know how much belief they even had. You better deal with what you have to deal with. Your faith is about where you are. It's according to your faith. You know, somebody can have the same job as you and keep getting raises and you wondering, wait a minute, we doing the same thing. Why they keep raising? Because it's according to their faith. You're where you are because of your faith. You can't borrow that from anybody. It's your own confidence. That's why you can't be jealous and envious of folks. You don't have the faith. Can I keep preaching? Hebrews 10 and 38. Now the just shall live by what? Faith. And if any man draw back, my soul what? The only way to wield the power of God and see it, in oper- see it operate in our lives is to have confidence in the one from which the power comes. Wallowing in shame, self-pity, past failures, etc. will block the power and birth what? Doubt. That's why you can't have the wrong people around reminding you of everything you said, everything. No! Can't be around me. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere and I'm confident and I don't need nobody messing with my confidence. The Bible said Jesus walked in the room and he was going to heal the little girl and everybody was talking and he's like, y'all got to get them out of here. Get them out of here! They're messing with my confidence level. And it wasn't even Jesus' confidence. It's probably the parents and the little girl. I need her confidence too. Shut up. You have come too far to doubt. You have seen God do too much to worry. 
Stop overthinking and start believing and achieving all that God has for you. Amen. Stay confident in him. And he will do what? Bring it. Bring it on the path. I start every prayer. I pray to him personally. My personal prayer. Start everyone off with, God, you've done everything that you promised. That's, that's, that's how I start. If you, if you ever wanted to know, that's how I start. I don't know if you have that testimony. But first thing I say, everything you promised, you've done it. Everything you promised, you've done it. Mark 9 and 23, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, how many things are possible? All things are possible to him that what? Believeth. Quit crying all the time and believe. Summary! Acts believers were confident in what they believed. The book of Acts believers. First church. They continued, the Bible said, after their conversion. So after they were converted, converted, the Bible says that they continued in the doctrine of the apostles. They didn't just continue, but they continued steadfastly. You know what steadfastly means? That means that they were preparing for the opposition that would come to test their confidence. So they continued after their conversion. They continued steadfastly. This means that faith is not a destination, but a what? A journey. Confidence in God's word is how you prepare for the journey. Faith is a journey. Nobody in here made it. Paul said, I ain't made it, but I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to forget the things that are behind me. Now, I ain't made it, but I'm going to forget the things that are behind me. That means I've made some progress. That means I'm somewhere different than I was if I'm going to forget those things. I'm not there yet, but I'm a little further along. I'm better than I was. This means that faith is not a destination but a journey. Confidence in God's word is how you prepare for the journey. This allowed the power of God to flow freely in their midst because they were confident that what God said he would do, he could. Because they believe and continue, they were prepared for the coming opposition and remained steadfast to endure it. The only way to show confidence is to continue. Look at somebody say, the only way to show confidence is to continue. Look at somebody say, you got to continue. Look at somebody say, you got to keep going. You got to keep going. We must continue steadfastly against all that the enemy brings. Remembering the doctrine, remembering the promises, and remembering our confession. This will give us the what? power to stand and fight. Everybody want the power to heal the sick. They want the power that somebody else can see. That's all it is. They want to knock folks out when they pray for them. They want you to hit the ground and go to wiggling and figuring out how you're going to get back up. You know, the dismount is the hardest part. <laughs> After you've been slain, okay. <laughs> that, that slow eye opening. Up. Is it time yet?
Everybody wants that kind of power, but they don't understand. It takes dunamis Holy Ghost power to stand. You got to have the power of God in 2021 just to stand. Because they coming after you to knock you off. Do you remember what you said God said? Have you thought back? Do you remember what you said God said? Do you remember when he spoke to your heart and told you that you needed to change some things? Do you remember that he said he would fix your issues and bring you to a better place in him? Do you remember when you confessed before all how he led you here and started working on you? What happened to your confidence? Will you continue? Will you be steadfast? Or will you waver, change, and retreat? Pray for God to restore your confidence in him and his promises. He has not changed his plans for you. He has. You can't blow his plans for you because his plans for you in the process of planning it, he knew what you would do. Yeah. Who are we talking about? We ain't talking about your mama or your daddy. We're talking about God. So when he called you, he knew the thickness of your skull. He knew the spiritual schizophrenia he would be dealing with. He knew how crazy you were. He knew it. And yet he still formulated a plan for you. There is still, look at somebody say, there's still a plan for me. There's still a plan. Pray for God to restore your confidence in him and his promises. He has not changed his plans for you. But you must continue steadfastly in order to what? Finish. Get your confidence back and trust in his power again. He will see you through all that will come. Amen. Amen. One of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. Mark 9 and 18, and wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth, and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they couldn't. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? In other words, I'm so sick of y'all. I'm sick of y'all. I'm sick of these disciples over here in the corner. And none of them could do what I gave them the power to do. I'm sick of you sitting here because you should have believed and you didn't even need me close. You could have believed for your son from afar. So this generation, y'all just crazy. That's what Jesus is saying. I'm paraphrasing. All y'all crazy, but because I love y'all, bring them here. That's what he said. Look, look what he said. All faithless generation. How long will I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? 
bring them here. Go on and bring him here. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. Just going crazy. So the father probably, everybody probably on 100, wondering, okay, now this dude, he, he, the spirit is tearing him. Jesus, you better do something. Jesus is looking at him. Okay, so how long ago since this happened to him? Jesus having a conversation. That shows you his confidence level. Uh, see, y'all don't understand. Jesus' confidence level was so high, he knows the beginning and the end, so he knows what's going to happen to the boy. Him and the devil both know what's about to happen to the boy, because the Bible said when the boy saw Jesus, he just hit the ground and started doing something different. He had to bring the foam out. He dying. He going to die. You know, the devil always, I'm going to kill him. And Jesus like, so now, come, come, how long have he been like this? Confidence. Man, I can't wait to meet Jesus face to face. Amen. Just confidence. Just, I mean, he don't have confidence. He is confidence. He asked the father, how long ago? Since this came to him. The father said, it's been since a child. And then the father's talking. Now the father gets confident. He borrowed a little confidence from Jesus. So I'm going to talk, you know, and cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, look, it ain't even about what I'm able to do. If thou can believe, what? All things are possible to him that what? You got to believe. And the the father of the child cried out, belief ain't the issue with tears. Lord, I believe, I just don't have confidence. So help my unbelief. Everyone stand to your feet. Confidence. How many of you need confidence? I believe, but things happen. Things happen. Every time I see what my children are going through, every time I see what my home looks like, every time I see, every time I think about what I, where I came from, every time I think about the past stuff that I did, it messes with my confidence. I believe because I'm in here, but there's a problem with my confidence. I got to get confident. I need God to make up for the areas where my own father failed me. I need God to make up for the areas where I failed myself. I need confidence. If that's you, I want you to, I know we don't have much room, but just come up like you, looking like you coming up. Bring the, bring, we got folks over there? A hundred people in the overflow? My God today. Y'all come on up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't back that up, PJ. That's, 
Nope. <laughs> come on up. Just come up. Just dislodge yourself from where you're seated, even if you just move over two chairs, just to symbolize I'm coming to get this confidence. I need this confidence. Y'all, when I was preparing this message, I felt fire all in my body because I knew God was going somewhere where we all needed him to go. I knew this was it. This is going to change everything for you. Absolutely everything. You won't be in a standstill. This is going to change everything. Do you hear what I'm telling you? Confidence. Confidence. Mm. Everyone in? Just bow your heads. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. Come on, lift your hands up with your heads bowed. We thank you, Lord, for this word, for this truth. We thank you, Lord, for speaking to us today. We thank you, God, for being with us. In the end times, in this time that we're living in, you are with us. You are faithful to tell us and teach us everything we need to know. You're faithful to visit every service we have. You were faithful to keep us through a pandemic, not one single COVID death. 500, now 600 folks assembled, no masks, no social distancing, nothing. And you've kept us alive. You've kept us healthy. You've kept us, God. You have done what you promised you would do. You always do what you promise. So right now, God, we pray for confidence. We need the confidence to stand in this hour. We need the confidence to put what we're hearing preached into action. We need the confidence to overcome our situations, our circumstances. We need the confidence to overcome what happened to us when we were younger. We need the confidence to overcome the way we were raised and what went on in our home and all that we lacked and all that we didn't have. All the bad decisions and the bad choices that the devil keeps trying to bring into our mind and haunt us with. Make us feel we are unworthy. Make us feel that we're not worth it. Make us feel that we're not who we are declaring we are. Give us confidence, God, to overcome the thoughts, to overcome the feelings, to overcome the emotions, to overcome the mental strain, to overcome the sin, the temptation. All of it, Lord. Confidence in you, God. Build it, God. If it needs to be built from the ground up, build it from the ground up. If our confidence was in things, take it away and make it so it'll be in you. God, give us what we need in this hour. And we bind every spirit, every stronghold of the mind. We take every thought captive unto the power of God. We challenge every demonic stronghold right now in the name of Jesus with the power of God to cast down strongholds. Every spirit that is messing with our confidence level right now, we cast it out in the name of Jesus no words no overthinking no racing thoughts nothing that leads us into the path of despair but father god we take those thoughts captive and we declare 
confidence over them that you would give us what we need you would show us even what to eat show us what not to eat help us be healthy and wise in this last hour father god so that we won't be manipulated by the powers that be for they won't so they won't find a way father god to change our very mind about you father they won't inject us or put something in us to make us feel some kind of way about you our creator and father right now i pray for all of those who had it rough in their homes when they were younger and things happened and violations and all kinds of things rape and molestation and abandonment and divorce and all of these things that happened in their upbringing i speak against them right now in the name of jesus and i speak freedom right now that cycle will not repeat that cycle will not repeat no matter what you had to go through to get here no matter what you had to go through to get here even in this church no matter what you had to go through it's not going to repeat through you and you will have the confidence to face to stand up against it face to face and declare what god said what he's gonna do and what he promised in the name that is above every name all of his promises are yea and amen it is done in jesus name in jesus name now come on put your hands together i declare confidence over this audience i declare confidence over everyone that's listening i declare confidence in what god has said and what he's gonna do in the name of jesus we believe it come on do you believe it do you believe it look at somebody and say i believe it i believe it go on and hug somebody and tell them i have confidence in what god has spoken i have confidence in what god has declared i have confidence in who i said god said i was i have confidence in who i said god said i was come on look at somebody one more person and tell them i have confidence in what god has said about me hallelujah hallelujah confidence confidence Look at somebody and say, nobody is going to change my mind about what God said about me because I have confidence in the one that created me. I have confidence in the one that made me. I have confidence in the one that spoke it on me. I confidence. Come on, elder. Confidence. Look at somebody else one more time and tell them nobody is changing my mind about what God said about me because I have confidence. to a true church.
Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com. 